0: Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I am your host, Cody McBroom, the CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world-renowned online coaching company. This podcast is built to help you create a life by design. That's what the Tailored Life is. It's choosing to blaze your own path, make your own decisions, and create a life you desire. So in this podcast, you're going to learn ways to optimize your body, optimize your mind, optimize your relationships and optimize your business and career this is the podcast for personal development junkies and people who can't stop growing because they strive for more we are also going to bring on experts in every single field to teach you their own expertise so you're not only learning from me four days a week but i'm bringing other professionals in to teach you their principles too so if you love personal development and you constantly want to strive for more in life this is the podcast for you. Make sure you hit subscribe, send this to a friend that needs it, and keep listening to improve your life all around. And without any further ado, let's get in to the Tailored Life Podcast.
1: All right, guys. Um, we got a little bit different of a. a almost said Q&A, a uh, Monday, Monday
0: episode. I almost said welcome, Travis, to Monday Motivation. There we go. You're not usually here. Usually it's very early and it's like still kind of cold in here. I just dropped in today to record Spice it it up. Spice it up a little bit.
1: So we're going to answer one question that could be a very long-winded answer that Cody has some ideas of how to provide value. So...
0: I'm going to make it a long-winded answer for you guys. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, it's it's pretty broad.
0: It is very broad and I think that's why I knew I could and... It reminded me of the podcast I did, and we should link it in the show notes, because for anybody who hasn't listened, that was a great episode, but the I think it was Seven Rules of Life or For Life, and I really just went down the line of yeah. like how to show up as a human being in life, period. This is probably going to have a similar feel to that, I feel like, but more specific. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into it.
1: Cool, yeah. So I'll uh, shout out to Kruger Chroniken. What is the best advice you could give someone who wants to elevate their life?
0: Do you think Chronican is his real name? or well, that's like a spinoff of Chronic. No. You don't think so? Chronican? Chronican? Could
1: be very well. It'd be his
0: name. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. It's a really cool name. I think of when I was I growing Kruger up. Krueger Kruger is his name. You know the Dr. Dre album? The Chronic? Yes. yes. I had a huge poster of that on my wall when I was a kid. Bet <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. Yeah, not that's a that's a funny poster for a middle schooler. That was a
1: great eighth grade Cody poster. Yeah, no shit. All
0: right, so what are my suggestions for somebody to elevate his life? As we said,
1: the best advice. Best advice for someone to elevate their life.
0: Um, Okay, so I think that there's (laughs) first advice do the tailored life challenge next time it comes up. Cause there's going to be some things in here that I talk, not to like give a shameless plug, but there's going to be things in here that I talk about that are part of that challenge. And the reason we created the challenge with the things that we did is because they fall into this category of how to elevate your life. And that's the whole point of the tailored life challenge, right? Sure. Um, but the first thing that I would say is visual, like having a set in stone practice of visualization, In your day, in your week, in your month, whatever. And, you know, there's people, a lot of people will just do meditation. And I think that's great. And part of meditation, this happens naturally. Like, if you get into a really deep meditative state, usually, like, you just, like, see visions, Mm. right? Not like you're tripping out or anything, but, like, you're laying there, you're meditating, you're calm, you're still. And if you're running through mantras, speaking to yourself, saying affirmations, anything, sometimes you'll see Visions of yourself doing things or picturing things, right? But there's also like this. This is actually in the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. I just read about this the other day too, and it was very ironic because this is as soon as we started the challenge, I, I am doing the meditation, but I'm using it as a visualization session. And then I read in the book that these monks in the Himalayas that he goes and visits to get enlightened. the sky in the book, they go to this this like sacred lake they call it, right? And it's basically just this lake in the mountains and they go up to the lake and they look in the lake and they see their reflection and they visualize their life mm. as they would want it in this lake. And they call it a, a sacred lake because those who would go visualize through the lake would end up experiencing those things they visualize in real life. Now, he even says in the book, like, there's nothing special about the lake at all. The point is, it's not, so I'm not saying not there's not a, actually sacred. No, there's no. not, there's not a, I guess, I don't know what, how you would define sacred but I think it could be because it's like historical people go there but it's not mystical it's not magical like you're not going to a lake like a mirror mirror on the wall right like but their practice of visualization created a image a very vivid and clear image of a dream or a potential possibility something that was just an idea Right? I mean, you know me, like I, I walk around the office, I spit out ideas all the time, right? Some of them happen because we start doing stuff from them. Some of them, I'm just like, this would be fucking cool, disappears, mm. right? It's just a thought. But every single morning since this challenge happens, I've done this, and I used to do this way back, and I've got away from it, and I'm so happy I'm doing it again. Because even just the conversation that we just had before this podcast about TCM's future, mm-hmm. like this is what has been happening every morning for me when I do these sessions. But I sit in my kitchen because that's where I go. I have my shit out on the table. After I'm like awake and I've read and I've done everything, turn on some meditation music, turn off all the lights. It probably looks so weird if somebody came downstairs. <laughs> so I'm just sitting at the kitchen table. And I sit upright because I 'cause I'm want to fall asleep, right? Because it's early, six in the morning. And I close my eyes and I start doing this visualization. But I'm trying to put myself in my own shoes five years from now, right? So I think about like, okay, we're getting ready to do a team meetup right? So this morning it was like team meetup in 2027, 2026, you know, what does that look like? How many people are in front of me? Who's in front of me? Who's doing what? What am I teaching? How am I teaching? Where are we at? Where are we going to dinner? Like every little detail, because now I'm putting myself in a position that is an elevated version of myself. I'm older, wiser, more experienced, more successful. The company is larger. We've reached more people. We've helped more people. Like everybody's doing better. Right. So like, how do I get to that point? Mm. You know, even five years from now previously, I would have never really, yeah, five years ago. Like it was hard for me to imagine full-time employees, right? You're a full-time employee. We're talking about making somebody else a full-time employee. There's nobody on the team that has another job outside of uh, no coaches, at least, to have a, don't have another job. Like, yeah. they're all just full-time coaches. The only one would be Trevor, but he does BJJ instruct. Like, he, he instructs BJJ because he loves Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But, like, even that is, like, okay, really? Like, that's not a he's full-time getting, thing. He's
1: getting, he's getting paid to do a hobby.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy to yeah. think about, right? There's seven. We just brought on another intern. We're looking for another one. Like, that's wild. I wouldn't have thought about that. But I have sat down. And I've thought about, okay, who are the people that are five years ahead of me? Who are the people that are right next to me I'm competing with, right? Like, let me put myself in their shoes. What are they doing? What are they providing? You're talking about people in the industry? Yeah, competitors. Okay. Okay. What are they providing? What's their value? Is it high enough? What's their price? Like, all that stuff. What's their environment like? What's it like to work for them? Marketing, branding, next person, same thing. Next person, same thing. Then us, how do I be better, right? And then I visualize that instead of just thinking like, well, they do this. I could do this. Okay, Step into that. What does that look like? When right? you say
1: when you say high enough, you said, is that high enough?
0: What you mean? Value. So this person charges the same as us. What do they do? Nutrition coaching. What do we do? Nutrition coaching. Okay.
1: Is our value high enough for the price?
0: Is our h- value higher than them? Is okay. it high enough for somebody to see two nutrition coaches charging the same price and know for a fact they got to choose us? There we go. Right? And... There is no immediate ROI on that, right? Because we're not making more money for that value. We're just doing better work for people to get better. Yeah. And, and I heard this statement this morning on our podcast, and I was like, fuck, that is so powerful. And, and I'm not going to sit here and say we've never asked for referrals because we have, but it's very rare, maybe, maybe twice mm-hmm. in the entire years that we've been doing this. But he was like, I've never asked for referrals because I, I, in my mind, if I'm not doing so fucking good that these people want to talk about me, I don't deserve to ask for referrals. And I was like, damn, that's like, I mean, that's a slap in the face. Hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are like, here's referral programs and all that stuff. And I've been asked that a bunch of times by other coaches. Like what's your, what's a good referral program use? And I'm always like, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like we did it once. And I just said, I'll give you a hundred dollars cash because I I want to mail you a $100 bill. If you were a client like yeah. and that, and that was fun. It was like a cool thing. But for the most part we don't ask. We just do good, right? That's the whole point of exceeding value. But again, it it's always starts from this point of visualization. So I think like the best way to elevate your life is to visualize yourself in all those categories. So I always think of like I've said the purpose of life is expansion and so many times in this podcast and expansion means you know, in every category what's my greatest self and greatest potential. So in my business, I just talked about that. Who, what kind of leader am I in five years? Who is working for me in five years? Who am I hiring as a mentor in five years? Where am I speaking at? Who am I speaking in front of? Like all those different things to create that version of me. I have to visualize it. Cause if I don't visualize it, it's not going to come true. You have to have a, a vivid picture of where you're going. And when I was 18 when I got the internship I think I literally had a clear picture of what I wanted to do the only difference was is is being married and a kid I wasn't visualizing that at the time but I said I wanted to create a website that offered this and I wanted to write blogs and I wanted to be known for this and I wanted to have my own company and I had all these things painted out even online online dude and that that was the crazy part is because back then there wasn't any online coaches like people were kind of doing it in like forums like helping people like bodybuilding preps coaches would help you get through a prep via email but that was it like for gen pop and average people like there was no online coaching yeah but and i don't even know what it was because i wasn't like an overly intelligent person or really into marketing i just had this thing was like i i think that's going to be something and i want to do it and i remember talking about it people were like you're tripping dude like you can't train people online like it's not the same it will never grow like that Mm. because it's not the same like you have to have that in-person feel and obviously they're wrong. Yeah, And I still was like, well, I'll do what you say for X amount of time. Cause I need to get put in the work anyway. But I had a vision back then, you know? And then once I got to that point, it's like, okay, re-visualize this, right? What's the next thing I have to visualize? Mm-hmm. So for business, always doing that. But then even like with your body, like picture yourself leaner, more muscular, stronger. How much weight are you deadlifting? How lean are you? Like, what do you look like in the mirror? How do you feel when you walk into the building of your office? like your work, right? Or at the next family event, you haven't seen your cousins and your uncles, everybody since beginning COVID, everybody's staying away and you come to this barbecue lean as fuck and excited and and energetic and, and enthusiastic, right? And that even rubs off into your personal being and your character. Like, and that's a weird one to think about, but are you an energetic, excited, enthusiastic, appreciative, grateful person that people respect and look up to? Yeah. You know? Uh, some of us can say yes for sure. And some of us can be like uh, a few of those things. I mean, even for me, like I try really hard to like be a certain person, but you list out a bunch of things. There's going to be things where I'm like, (sighs) I could probably be more of that for somebody, you know, but that doesn't come unless you sit down and audit and, and visualize that your relationship, what kind of husband are you or wife, anything father. It's like starting from the very, very beginning, picturing it. And I think, where this, like, and then I'll move on to the next thing, but I think where this really stemmed for me most, as funny as it sounds, Rob Dyrdek, dude. Yeah. Because he got hypnotized into success, and he's always talked about meditation and visualizing and speaking into the universe. And when I first heard I was like, bro, come on. Like, you're just going to say it, and it's going to happen. But the fact is, is, if you say something with conviction, you will start acting as a person who does that thing, right? And mm-hmm. that alone starts pushing you towards that path, right? I visualize something and then three years later it fucking happens. Why? Because I said it enough times where I started acting as if it was reality. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a sense. I will not say it's a form, but it's a sense of manifestation.
0: Yeah. 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 And, And you're literally manifesting it into reality. But, that doesn't happen if you just kind of have ideas or, you know what I mean? Like, you literally have to Picture it so clearly that you start acting as that person who already has it, acting as that person. And you can even take it that far to say like, okay, this version of me in five years, the leader, the business owner, the husband, the father, the, the athlete, I don't know what else you call it. I don't compete in anything, but my physical being, yeah. what does that person do day to day? How does he act? You know, like, what are the things that got him there? And you just reverse engineer it. It's like, okay, well, I'm right here. That means, like, I start reading this, start journaling about this. I I need to start visualizing this, right? Training like this, treating that, people like this. That's the
1: that part of acting as that person. But along with what goes with acting as that person is all those things you have to do, you have to do it at a high level. Mm-hmm. Because manifestation, you know, takes hard work. Yeah. At a lot of things. Yeah depends on where you're trying to go yeah I mean if you're just trying to go the next little step then, you
0: well know. I would I mean I think it, it takes consistency of that effort more than anything right yeah. and part of that consistency are those little steps you know I wrote I wrote I was typing something to somebody it was a question somebody asked me but I said like the success is predicated on stacking up the small percentages yeah and and I saw that and I was like I screenshot it because I was like I gotta I'm gonna do a post about that but I mean think about it like The one, like the meditation, the visualization, it's one, two, 5% at most of success, right, is visualizing it, right? Because there's another 5% and another 5% and another 5%, but I did that one 5% and then I'm gonna stack another 5% on top of that. So maybe that small step for somebody today is that visualization. And then in a week, it's the journaling part where you take the visualization and you write it the fuck down. And then the next week after that, it's like you tell somebody in public. That's a big one. Yeah, Manifestation accountability, like saying it out loud, speaking it to people. Yeah. I talk about shit to, to random people, like in an elevator, uh, fucking my my grandma who I haven't talked to in a long time, my friends, you, my family, anybody, like if I have an idea and I really want to make it happen, I'll just start telling people because mm. I'm like, the more I say this, one, that's the manifestation, but number two, it's accountability. Yeah. Because I got all these people that are either going to be like, you didn't do what you said you were going to do or like, damn, you really did it.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of aspects to manifestation, but to make it work, I don't, I think there's a lot more than just speaking into existence. Mm-hmm. I can,
0: I think the, the, to the start, the, the <laughs> advice I'm giving is like, it starts with the visualization. I, you dude, know what I'm saying? Can't disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that then it's like a, it's a domino effect into yeah. all these other things that we are or could talk about. Totally. So the first piece of advice, man, is just, is just like, you, you really got to man, like really, really got to visualize it. Or that manifestation to start happening and unfolding. Yeah. I'm glad you said that word. I like that word. What? Manifestation. Yeah. Like, well, I've I heard it before a million times. I just didn't think of it.
1: Yeah. I just listened to an uh, episode with Joe Rogan the other day and he was talking about it.
0: He's big on it. Yeah.
1: He's not at all. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I've, I swear I've heard him talking about, well, he talks about like writing your goals down and, and all those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: he does not believe in manifestation. He, he believes in hard work. I'm pretty sure that's by quote. Yeah. (laughs) But then again, speaking into existence is what I'm trying to say is is an aspect of manifestation. Manifestation.
0: And I can't disagree with Joe Rogan. You know what I mean?
1: You know, manifestation is real like I was trying to say if you put all the pieces Uh, to the puzzle to make it work. You got to work hard for it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I think that's where like you go, well, like uh, Rob Dyrdek super big on manifestation, right? Yeah. But he works fucking hard. Yeah. So I think it's like you're right. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. Right.
1: Another one I was listening to, and this isn't be really embarrassing, but don't care at all. I was <laughs> watching with Joseph, I was watching it with Josephine. It was a Joe Rogan episode with Demi Lovato on it. And oh yeah, yeah. That's another one he said. He goes, Yeah, you know how many millions of girls out there right now have posters of pop stars on their wall wanting to be a pop star and try, and, you know, practice singing on their microphone every single day? And guess what? They're not gonna be a pop star. Yeah. So you know, like and I'm sure Demi was saying that's exactly what I did. But guess what? I'm a pop star. Yeah. So even though you speak it and you think it and you know it and you believe it, still shit ain't gonna happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's where like uh have you heard of the the uh the documentary The Secret?
1: No, but it sounds good.
0: Um I think it's good, but I'm pretty sure it's bullshit. Like I think it's mm. I, I've I watched it a long time ago, but there's a lot of people who swear by it, but I believe it's it's very big on like this. What you put out is what you get back. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's where, like, you you know, like, you can say all you want, but if you don't take action and do shit, it's not going to happen. Or even realize your potential. The pop star, mo- like, example, I'll say this all I want. I'll work hard at it. But at, at some point, you have to give yourself a reality check. Yeah. If you're trying really hard and you fucking suck, like, your <laughs> voice is just terrible, fuck, stop. Yeah. Apply that hard work and manifestation to something you're good at. Yeah. You know, and that's really, really important, too. Yeah. And, and that's I mean, that's hard. That's also love.
1: something... To where, what well, but if that's something you love, like you said the other day, or I heard something or like, you can't make a hobby into a passion,
0: but, but you can you, make a passion into a hobby. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or, or I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. But
1: like, what well, but if someone's very, very passionate about being, you know, singing, yeah. but they're not good at it, they can't take that hard work and put it into something else they're not passionate about. So they can. But so
0: what I would say for that person is like, okay, you love music. You have a great ear for music. You have a great ear for a good voice. You just have a horrible voice go f- seek talent. Bingo. You know what I mean? Be I the what what's the guy that found Bieber Scooter? Yeah. Scooby or Scooter? Scooter. Scooter. Be yeah. a scooter. Yeah. I don't know any other people that are like Scooter Um bro. what's uh, what's the guy that uh Dr. Sure. Dre uh called, um No, he's um there's a documentary on him with Dr. Dre. Mm. And uh I mean he dude Tom Petty Dr. Dre Oh, Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. He probably has a horrible voice. <laughs>
1: Touche, man. But like, he has an oh, ear for dude. music. Oh, my God. He has
0: brought in the best yeah. stars in yeah. every genre. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Fleetwood Mac, like yeah. Gwen Stefani, No yep. Doubt, like everybody. Yes. It is crazy. Yeah. Have you seen that documentary? Yes. It's so fucking That's good. Uh, yeah. It's called the, the Defiant Ones. Yes. So good. But- Fucking, like, I literally got an HBO trial just yeah. to watch that documentary. Yeah. So, anybody I listen. Think I too. <laughs> yeah. You can watch it for free. Just yeah. to get the trial, seven days, and just knock uh, it out. It's like yeah. a seven-part series. Good. But point being is 100% right. So, like, actually, then that's perfect for the next part of ele- elevating. Like, it just action. Okay. You need to take action, yeah. right? So, yes, visualization is key because I think if you don't picture your new reality or your future potential, your greatest self... You have no North Star of where the fuck to go, right? But then you got to take action. Right. So sometimes you take action, you realize you suck and you got to take action in a different direction, like Mm -hmm. we just talked about. But otherwise, even for me, it's like, okay, this is what I want to do. What's my next step? Okay. Where am I taking action? Who am I reaching out to? Where am I getting an internship? How am I working on this? What clients am I reaching out to? Like, knock out the bullets. Oh, I got to be good at blogging because there was no Instagram back then. So I'm going to start writing. I'm going to buy a book on how to write better. And then I started doing that. I'm going to reach out to bodybuilding.com, all these different websites that do blogs. Can I write for you? Can I write for you? Can I write for you? Got turned down 27 times, accepted one time, you know, ended up being by Bodybuilding.com was the first one that accepted me, which is crazy because it's the biggest one. Got to write for them, which opened up an opportunity to write for these other ones. Then I got published on Huffington Post. And it's like, okay, now I got the writing thing fucking down. Yeah. You know, what's next? Video. Let me get on camera. Screwed that up a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even go on YouTube and go way back mm-hmm. and see videos of me and my dad's kitchen or
1: your apartment kitchen in Renton.
0: Yeah. yeah, even before that was make my it, dad's kitchen making protein pancakes. Yeah, protein pancakes. There was ones where I was doing your like Dad's kitchen. I've never seen that. Oh, laws. dude, they're bad. <laughs> and uh, and I'm doing like uh, I'm talking about fat loss because I was doing my bodybuilding prep. So I'm yeah. like fucking your dad walks lean. in. This
1: is what you forged your my yeah. name for. <laughs>
0: yeah, no shit, dude. And like, I got like big ass fake earrings, and like <laughs> it's bad, but. Um, but I taking was taking action. It. I was taking action. You know, it doesn't matter what people think. Yeah. Dude, I, and, and <laughs> he's going to laugh if he ever does listen to this. Yeah. Dude, Chris Torres told me he was going to unfollow me from everything way back. He was like, dude, your shit is annoying. You just talk about fitness. Like, stop doing it. Like, he literally, I remember yeah. him saying this. Yeah. And I was just, I, did like, I was like, I don't care. Probably. He's been one of my best friends at since 19 first years grade. Old, though. Yeah. 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 Oh, 100%. Yeah. And he, he I mean, he sent uh, Blakely a gift when we yeah. were going through all his stuff yeah. lately. And like, he's, you know, we're great friends still yeah. since first grade. Yeah. But I remember him saying that to me, and I just—I was just like, unfollow me, bitch. Like I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Kept going. Kept doing it. Kept doing it. And obviously, things worked out because I just relentlessly took action. Yeah. If you don't take action, there's no you chance. You know how many
1: people, fuck it, including myself probably, would have stopped right there when one of your best friends said, I'm going to unfollow you? You're like, yeah, probably not for me. Dude, that's crazy. Dude. That's what I mean at 19 years old. So-
0: I think, in, in what helped me, is, it really was the visualization part because I truly sat down and thought about what I could do differently than other people. And I thought about even like, man, like little things like, okay, like in school, I fucking sucked, but I was really good in acting class. Why was that? Well, it's because I loved getting on stage. I loved making people laugh. I had a good personality. I got along with a lot of people. got in trouble because of it sometimes too, but you know, like even teachers who like said I sucked at school, they still liked me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was like, okay, like maybe I can use my personality for something. What can I do with that content? How do I do, con- you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think when I had that certainty, it was like, I don't give a shit what anybody says because I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because even for you, dude, like, yeah, you might've quit if somebody said that, but not with something you knew yeah. because how many people told you not to work for me? Yeah, yeah. And shut that da- yeah. idea down, which some of them you're like, oh, I get it, I understand why you think it's probably a bad idea, but you knew, yeah. right? And that's confidence and certainty in what you think is going to be built.
1: I think it it is. It's it's on a much smaller scale, but
0: yeah, maybe. I mean, not. I mean, it depends. I had a full time job, but that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> yes. why the stakes are even higher. Yeah. For me, I'm 19, living at home. Yeah. They're like, the don't do this. He- it's not going to work. Okay. What's oh, the worst case okay. that can happen? I, I see what you're saying. Like,
1: I, I was thinking <laughs> like, I told I told you I can't do it until you can, you know, match that salary. Yeah. So there. That's why my mind's thinking the stakes weren't that high, but thinking of a future then yes yeah absolutely and
0: you believing that that was actually going to happen versus other people saying come on man totally you think your best friend's gonna like (laughs) get out of here yeah right but that's certainty in the vision you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but again, it's it's fucking action. taking a leap, taking action. Yeah. Taking action. Um, the next thing I would say that, that you need is is you gotta have some kind of like I don't care if you're waking up at five or doing any of that shit, but you gotta have a daily routine. Mm. You know, even for the the tailored life challenge, a lot of people would look at it and be like, Oh, that's like a morning routine. Dude, I, I finished my list last night at ten thirty yeah. PM. Because yeah. it was like, still gotta take my cold shower, fucking do it right before bed, which actually was I was like really did not want to yeah. do it. I was like exhausted, but taking a cold shower and then bundling up under a comforter, Yeah. it's fucking nice. Yeah. It's actually really good.
1: I took a cold shower this morning. Nice. I'm on, I'm on level one.
0: Oh, that's just extra credit. Yeah. Good shit, dude.
1: Yeah. I'm an overachiever. <laughs> no, i <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> I just was like, fuck it. I'll try this shit. And it was not tight, but it didn't like, <laughs> the thing is I got in the shower with it warm and just got used to the water and then cranked it fucking yeah. cold as shit. And yeah. I was just like, all right. But I can't step into the shower cold. Fuck that. So I
0: think I was talking to Cody Smith, and he was like, he's he's the type that steps in cold, does like his business cold. I'm like, you're tripping. I get in. I I shampoo. I wash. I do like my proactive. I do all that shit. Warm? Fuck yeah. I'm not going to stick. That's not a cold shower. Oh, it is, because I turn it cold, real cold afterwards. But I'm not going to soap up. I want to enjoy this says sounds weird. I, I want to enjoy lathering my body <laughs> <laughs> for a little bit, you know? In the, in the warm, I thought that
1: was the point of the thing. It was, no,
0: and it, it's it's almost and maybe this is me just trying to sell myself, but I think it's almost worse to do it this way because now I'm enjoying it. Now I really don't want to go take a cold shower. And but like I have to sit here and go, fuck, turn it all the way cold and then just fucking take it yeah. after I've been enjoying the shower for ten minutes already. See,
1: I get yeah. Teach your own. Yeah. I thought it made it a lot better because I was like, all right, I'm comfortable. I I got the good part, like yeah. same with you. And then that freezing part was like, all right, I'm well, just doing it. And I think like, and though. this is
0: one of the things I was going to say is do hard shit yeah. on this list. But I think like the the point is, is whether you step into a cold or you got to fucking look at the knob and turn it cold while yeah. it's already hitting you. Either way, you're doing something you do not want to do. Correct. That is the whole point. Yes. And that's the mental advantage of it. Yeah. Um, Which is part of like, so so the routine thing is just like it doesn't matter if you do it first thing in the morning, you know, for me, like I wake up, I do my reading, journaling and meditation. First thing. Um, I usually do my gratitude at some random point of the day. Like I I just, it's different every day, you know, so it depends who it is. 30 minute walk I do in the morning as well. And then I save mobility in the shower for nighttime because when we're watching Netflix, I do mobility. And then at right before bed, um, or before Netflix time, I do the cold shower at night when Blakely's asleep. But That's still a routine. All of those things make me a better human being. So whether you have a routine or you need to jump into a challenge like mine, you got to do 75 hard, you got to buy a book on morning routines, whatever you got to do, do something that outlines simple habits that you can do every day that just make you a better person. They make you have more self-discipline, more motivated, have a sharper mind and just more focused. The hard part that we just talked about is the next thing I would say, do hard shit. If it's in your workout and you got like, got to do a finisher today pick the thing you don't want to do most if it's burpees do fucking 100 burpees just do it because it sucks if it's a salt bike get after it on salt bike feel the pain like i know that sounds like very hardcore but pain can be a gift because if you can get through the pain of doing something very hard everything becomes so much easier waking up early is fucking easy compared to doing 100 burpees or taking a cold shower right doing like if i sit at my computer your own, man. Dude, waking up at 5 a.m. is easy for you? No. That's what I'm saying. It's not easy. But it would be easier if you went through things like cold showers You just all the time.
1: said waking up at 5 a.m. is way easier than a cold shower.
0: Yes. I No, so, so what I'm saying is waking up at 5 a.m. is becoming more easy because of the cold shower. There we go. Yeah, okay. so like doing the cold shower is something I don't want to do. But because I do it, now it's easier mm. to do things like waking up at 5 a.m. Mm. Or writing a 30- email sequence autoresponder that i have to stare at my computer for four hours straight typing
1: because the kosher is something you don't want to do
0: yeah Yeah. and the more you practice something like that the more hard things become just easier you develop grit just it's just plain and simple that's why like training becomes easier getting uncomfortable becomes easier um i would say like another thing i think would be really good for people to elevate their lives is to always separate the logical and emotional perspective when you have an insecurity Which sounds really weird, but like think of it like this. Somebody asked me the other day on Instagram, how do I get over uh, gym imitation? Like fear of going to the gym. And I said, stop looking at it emotionally and start looking at it logically. What are you worried about? Like what is the, the fear? Well, I'm worried about looking stupid. I'm worried about like dropping the dumbbell. I'm worried about all these things. Okay, cool. Like now think about it logically. Does anybody in that building give a fuck what you are doing? Not at all. There's two scenarios in a gym. There's a gym like a CrossFit gym that is a super tight-knit community, and they're super friendly, and they want everybody to win. So when you're in a community, you're in a boot camp, everybody's cheering together, the last thing they want is for you to feel bad or be a failure or drop them. They're going to cheer you on. They're going to help you out. You're not going to be embarrassed. You're going to be supported. Or the other situation is everybody's on their own doing their own shit with headphones in. Nobody's paying attention to each other because they're all worried about themselves. So while you walk in you're worried about dropping the dumbbell, Steve's over there worrying about the same thing. Susan's over there worried about the stain on her shirt. Like everybody's thinking about what are they thinking of me? Mm. They're never thinking about you and judging you. So there is no gym imitation. But the only way you will realize that is if you walk into it and go, is that really true? Like logically speaking, what's the scenario here? Nobody gives a shit what I'm doing in here. I'm going to go do my thing. And if it's a community where we're all tight knit, everybody wants me to win. They don't want me to fail. Yeah. Period. It's easier said than done.
1: Yeah, it's just I think it's humanly nat- natural to walk into like an LA Fitness and be, be like, I don't, I don't want them to see me picking up a twenty,
0: you know, hundred percent 20, twenty pound dumbbell. There's not one. And I've trained at an LA Fitness and a Vision Quest and, and Gold. All those things thousands of times. There's not a single time I ever remember what somebody else grabbed off the dumbbell rack. No, ever. That's true. But I've hundred percent gone up and be like, that dude's jacked. I hope he doesn't see me benching. Like 135, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, 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 <laughs> he's mentioned yeah, yeah. 225. Yeah. All the time. Nobody yeah. cares at all. So, and I would even add to that too, the person that does care, why do you care if they care?
1: That's a whole different It's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. But
0: if you look at it logically, <laughs> yeah. you go, I don't know. Because if he does care, he's a fucking dick. Yeah. I don't want to be friends with them. Yeah. But that's why people don't want to be there. I know. That's
1: personal.
0: Or, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and I went through it too, but I'm like... Dude, I remember working out at Vision Quest because it was 24 hours. I'd go after the mall closed uh, so nobody would see me. Yeah. So I've been there. But I think that
1: – The treadmill by the big window? Yeah, dude,
0: why would you put a treadmill by a window in a mall yeah. where <laughs> shoppers can just watch you <laughs> run <laughs> and try to lose weight? <laughs> like,
1: I I'm remember like, yeah, that. this is horrible. Yeah.
0: But even then, like I remember like even being intimidated or insecure or embarrassed, I remember going to my first like house party after I started losing weight I was, like, 20 years old, so we weren't, like, in bars yet. Um, speaking of Chris, it was at Chris Torres' house in Puyallup. I'll never forget. And there was, it wasn't a huge party, but there was a good amount of people there. I remember being embarrassed because I was, like, I lost a bunch of weight. People are going to notice. Yeah. And they're going to say something to me. And then I got to talk about losing weight. And I'm embarrassed that I was, like, losing weight. Which is weird. That's a great thing to be, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but, it, at, but
1: at that age.
0: At that age, 100%. But it's the same thing with other people. It brings attention to you. Yeah, People don't like attention on go. them. I agree I mean? with that, yeah. Um, same with
1: uh, picking up a 15-pound dumbbell. Yeah. Brings attention.
0: Nobody's paying attention. Yeah. It's just what's in your mind. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you walk into a party 20, 20 pounds lighter, yeah, 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 people yeah, are going to yeah. be like, yo, <laughs> you look good. <laughs> so I just slammed a few shots first, and I was like, damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... But no, like, I think the, the, the main point is, like, when you start looking at things logically versus emotionally, which will also help you in your personal relationships. Like, anytime I get into an argument or a fight or a bigger move with Shannon, I always have to try to, like, step back and go, okay, let me look at this, like, from her point of view, let me look at this logically, take my emotional, and really, I'm just, I'm, okay, I'm tripping. Like, this is way easier for me to be calm and actually consider what's going on if I think logically. Same thing with gym imitation. Same thing with business. Same thing with imposter syndrome. Everything. Mm-hmm um in general approach it with a logical mind versus an emotional mind yeah so um we went way over what we were planning on doing with this but i think the the first thing is visualization the second thing is action the third thing was routines I mean, um the fourth thing is doing hard shit and then the fifth thing is always looking at stuff logically speaking versus emotional yeah if you do those things you know the rest is very individual because if if you know another coach is listening to this, I might have some other advice to add on to that. You know, if it's somebody who owns a different type of company or doesn't own a company or is a mother versus a father versus somebody single, like there's going to be different advice in all those things. But I think the overarching habits there and things laid out are are great. You know, other than that, consistency and getting uncomfortable. Love it. Throw that in there because if you're not consistently getting uncomfortable and doing new things that make you uncomfortable, you're not going to Expand yourself into new horizons and new things. Yeah. So um so Chronican. Go,
1: go elevate your life. Yeah.
0: 30-minute answer for you, dude.
1: Have a great Monday, guys.